0: Time you read about it in the Wall Street Journal, it's already too late. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways. The only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Let me lock in that trade right now and get back to you with my secretary with an exact confirmation. Buy or sell
1: time. Then, just before we get into it, I want to tell you we got Justin Michael coming up. DNVR Rams help us break into CSU Nevada here in just a moment. So, excited about that. Buy or sell, Angel. Russ is the bad guy in all this. Not the patents.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I think there's a serious mix up of wording. Have to have to make a decision. Who's 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 the good guy in this? Russ
1: or the patents?
0: I think it's Russ.
1: You're so you are selling that Russ is the bad guy in all this and again I know that's cut and dry that's black or white who's the bad guy Russ's verbiage is the bad guy here he needs to clean that up if he's going to continue going out on podcasts because we're getting texts coming in saying well no he's just saying they they wanted to move his guarantee now you got to read the whole quote you got to read the whole quote he said on the Brandon Marshall podcast, the Broncos wanted him to push back my injury guarantee. He was on the right track. But then he said and remove it for the rest of the year, so that way if I get injured, they don't have to pay it. That's the key portion there. They don't have to pay it. Also saying that the NFL called him, uh, called the Broncos and said it was
0: illegal for the Broncos to do that. Was Both the NFL, like they want to waive it, but that would mean that it, that would technically mean they wouldn't pay me if I got hurt this year.
1: May, yeah, he should have specified. He's just like
0: explaining it. and Should have specified.
1: Because yeah. he's basically saying they wouldn't have to pay it. Well, they would. They just have to pay it next year. But also saying that the NFL called them and was like, hey, that's illegal. Both the NFL and the NFLPA have since come out and said the NFLPA was not happy, but they came out and said it was resolved. The NFL has never once confirmed that they called uh, uh, Sean Payton. Again, according to several outlets in Denver, I won't promote other radio stations, and also pro football talk from Mike Florio yesterday. So, who do you believe? Russ? Or a bunch of people that cover the Broncos for a living? I guess it's... But I am buying it. Russ is somewhat kind of being the bad guy. All cash. yeah. None of it's on the books. I like you, Russ. I do, but I'm not buying any more of your stuff. No way. I'm buying the bad guy stuff, but not any more of the good guy stuff. I'm over it. Media hype. National media hype around Joker. Is it genuine, Angel? Do you buy that the media nationally has finally seen the light about the Joker? Or are they just going with the story of the day because Joker has has beat, and and the Nuggets have beat LeBron and Steph now 11 times in a row? Come on.
0: I think it's the story of the day. Um, We saw this very similar to last year. Around this time, with the MVP stuff, and the narratives, and not giving Jokic the credit he deserves, and you know he's not going to be the one that's going to demand it. We as fans might demand it, but me, I'm like, I can take it or leave it because you're not buying. You know, I know how good this team
1: is. You're I'm not buying, buying their hype. No, I'm not buying it either. I'm selling that. Get it out of here. I'm. All, I mean, I don't care. I just.
0: I want you to get out you're there sell. and sell, sell,
1: sell. Still don't think you're watching a lot of Nuggets games. Maybe you're starting to. If CSU loses tonight to Nevada, March Madness in jeopardy, buy or sell? I'm buying that. Gotta win at home. Yeah, I'm buying it too. You gotta win at home. All cash. None of it's on the books. All right, there's buy or sell. First advantage text line 888-530-0043. Oh yeah, still text me in. What do you think, Nikola Jokic, text the Nuggets during all-star weekend they got them so fired up cuz kcp's saying they're uh, they're fired up. They are absolutely fired up, ready to rock and roll. So, shoot me a text, let me know. Uh da-da-da-da-da. I want to go back to this text. Again, when you go on podcasts, you go on show if you're the paid quarterback by the team, you have to be careful what you're what you're saying. So texts are saying, hey, no, Russ said they want to push my injury guarantee and remove it for the rest of the year. That way, if I get injured, they don't have to pay it. Well, he didn't clarify, and so that can be damning for the Broncos. The Broncos, through several reports and trusted insiders, are, are saying that, no, we asked him to waive it so that we could pay it next year, and he declined. The NFL – said they never called the Broncos and said, you can't even do that, man. It's illegal. The NFLPA has come out and said, since, yeah, we weren't thrilled about the ask, but it has been resolved.
0: Is it the same thing to say they want me to waive it so they don't pay it this year versus they want to pay it next year? Is that is saying the same thing just in a different way?
1: He basically said that way if I get injured they don't have to pay it. He said that. He didn't say this year. He said if they remove it for the rest of the year, They wanted to push my guarantee and remove it the rest of the year. That way, if I get injured, they don't have to pay it. He didn't say they don't have to pay it this year.
0: Okay, so he didn't overly clarify. No,
1: and that's not even the one I have the biggest problem with. It's the fact that he says the NFL called the Broncos and said, you can't do that, you're doing something illegal. That paints a, the word illegal scares the hell out of free agents. So that's my biggest issue here. Not necessarily... Yes, he should have been more clear there. you got a responsibility if you're going to go on a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Um, But if you do this, the misinformation, the, 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 the bad information here, the wrong information, is you saying that the NFL called the Broncos and said you can't do that. That's illegal. Well, clearly the Broncos didn't get in any trouble. So the mere ask of that, and as Brandon Marshall put it, extortion, the Broncos should be in trouble. But even the NFLPA came out and said the issue has been resolved. So that's what I don't like is you saying that re- uh, reignites this whole thing to where I think now the Broncos are probably considered a pariah. Free agents are not going to look at this team thinking the Broncos did something illegal and got away with it. They shouldn't have even asked Russ
0: that question. Was it resolved because nothing happened out of it? Like, did it? Does it have to be the NFL launched an active investigation or it was just, hey, the NFL called you once and yeah. hey, you can't do that? Or like, hey, Russ's agent is telling us and the PA that this is going on. Is this going on? No, it's not going on. Nothing's going to happen. Okay.
1: If the GM of a football team says, Russ, if you don't waive it, you're getting benched. If you, don't, if you don't remove it, you're getting benched the rest of the season. If that's wrong, if that is illegal, then something, some kind of punishment should be done, even if they, nothing was acted upon, because clearly it wasn't. But even if you offered it, and because it, it is kind of like extortion at that point, you're threatening him. Then you should get in trouble, even
0: though you didn't act upon it. So why did it take five, six weeks before this story to come out? When it came out with the benching, when well, wasn't when it the benching first said was it? happening with the Buffalo game? Uh huh. Wasn't it Russ that first reported it in the locker room?
1: Wasn't that when it first came out? And he said they wanted me to remove my injury uh, guarantee. I mean, you can go find that exact clip in the locker room. He's just saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, Texter, his agent talked to the NFLPA. Then the NFLPA talked to the NFL. Eventually, they determined that Wilson was mistreated, but the matter was resolved to the satisfaction of the NFLPA, and that's when Sean magically shows up and says, hey, forget it like nothing ever happened. You're going to play against Buffalo, and this was after all week saying they were going to bench him, which is probably what the mistreated portion refers to. Listen, I'm not saying that he wasn't just asking him wasn't the that was the wrong thing to do i suppose if you're a gm though and you can waive it and i can pay you next year as opposed to this year that to me is less if the broncos really went to russell wilson and said can you wave it uh, not wave it can you move it so we pay you next year if you get hurt not this year that would help us out i think there is nothing wrong with the broncos asking that now, obviously if the broncos say if you don't delete your injury guarantee, from the world of existence, you will not be starting, court, You'll be, you will be benched. Now, that's even more wrong. But there is, Russ is making it sound like that's kind of what happened, and that the NFL slapped the Broncos wrist and called them, and said, hey, you can't do that. But that's not what happened. So, I mean, I guess it's who you want to believe, but the NFL has not come out and said, yeah, we went out and we called the Broncos on that. Russ said it in the podcast. They They called them and said it's illegal to do that. I suppose you don't have to, but again, this is the biggest quote that is the issue. My agent talked to the NFLPA. The NFLPA called me and asked, and then they talked to the NFL. And the NFL was like, this is illegal. You can't do this. Wilson said. This is illegal. You can't do this. Dixon's on the line. Oh, Dixon! Oh, good! The arch-nemesis of the show has entered and is ready to rumble. Dixon? I'm guessing I know what's on your mind. Hey, Brady. How are you, man? Good to hear from you. Doing good. Doing good. Talk to me. Yeah, I think what you keep saying is that
2: you keep the part you keep uh, saying about they want to pay him next year or whatever that's not really what they were asking they were asking to waive it till the end of this year and then it will it'll go back on and the reason that they did that is because they didn't want to pay him the money if he got injured during this year they weren't asking if you get injured this year we want to wait till next year or the year after to pay you for your injury they were asking him to completely put himself in jeopardy of not having that injury so, remaining nine games. Dixon, are you, do you not
1: season. believe Mike Florio's report on this, then? Because I have it right in front of me. Mike Florio writes in Pro Football Talk, when he says that the Broncos wanted him to push back my injury guarantee and remove it for the rest of the year, so that way if I get injured they don't have to pay it, he says that's not what they wanted to do. Here it is. They didn't want to take away his injury guarantees. They wanted to delay the date on which his injury guarantees would become fully guaranteed.
2: Right. That's, that's what Florio said. Which means that if he would have gotten injured, if he would have agreed to that, and then he would have gotten injured in the next nine games, they would not have had to pay him the injury guarantee.
1: They would have had to pay him next. Because they would it, have had to pay him next. It, it, year. it wouldn't
2: have been part. It would have been. No. It would have been. It wouldn't. No. That, yeah. They wouldn't have. I think that's what you're kind of that misunderstanding because what the Broncos wanted out of this is that they knew that they were going to be heading in a different direction and they knew if he got injured and had this guaranteed injury contract that he was not going to be able to be traded or anything like that and that they were going to be stuck for that. That's the biggest thing and why the Broncos were playing that angle with him is because they knew that they were going to move on from him even how, how probably how well they did those last nine games and they didn't want to take a chance of him getting injured. That's why they threw out the threat about we're going to bench you if you don't agree and so that's what they were trying to do, is that he would have, um, if he got hurt, they were stuck. He's not going to be, that would completely wipe off the possibility of him being traded, even though his contract probably was going to eliminate any trade. So, anyway, when they say he,
1: when they say they didn't, when Florio says they didn't want to take away his injury guarantees, you say what to that?
2: The, I say they wanted to take it away for the remainder of this last season. So that if he did get hurt on in week twelve, they would not have to pay the guaranteed money
1: at all. See, and I I, I was looking the report that I read again was that if he got hurt, it would go into twenty twenty five.
2: Misunderstanding. Him. I think there's a misunderstanding of the verbiage there. They were wanting him to push it back. Why? Why else would they ask that, Brady? <laughs> I mean. All right, so and
1: then threatened to bench him. Yeah, but so here, here's the report I mean, too. The, 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 you have to like read through.
2: You have to see the forest through the trees here.
1: Well, that's why you got to read everything here. You can't, Dixon. This report yesterday that I I I, docu- I went over it. In detail yesterday wilson's thirty seven million dollars for t- uh, salary for twenty twenty five which is currently guaranteed for injury becomes vo- fully guaranteed on march seventeenth and unless he agrees to delay the vesting of the guarantee until after the twenty twenty four season the broncos would have they would have planned to cut him anyway so this would have this would all go part into that contract where if they if he did get hurt in the last nine games, they would pay him whatever they owed him the next season that thirty seven million dollars
2: but that would have a limit but if he didn't agree to waive it and he got injured nobody's gonna nobody's gonna trade for him or anything and they're stuck with that that takes that takes a possible trade off the table and a, and a bargaining chip for the Broncos and that's why that's why it's a ridiculous question. who in their right mind would agree to that nobody why did they even ask? I'm not no saying idea. he should have. Like they uh, thought he was actually going to yeah, agree to that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, wouldn't have agreed to like, it either.
1: I, I'm with you on that 100. percent But the Broncos not, are trying to not, ha- not to one make, player would. Right? They're they're, tra- they're not trying to make they're trying to make 2024 not a total loss. They're trying to push kick the can down the road, as I keep saying, to 2025, where we pay if he gets hurt, whatever the rest of that guarantee is, we're going to push that into next season. So that's to me that that's a I I don't think it's that unreasonable to ask the question you want to be here we've seen quarterbacks your quarterback Dixon they all work with the teams they all come up with different ways to make sense of it the Russell Wilson is Even costing there's them not one player that would agree to that I don't I don't disagree You're with not. you I don't disagree with you on that
2: Those, and that's why it's a it's a ridiculous ask and that's why when they put a kind of a threat on the on top of it that we're going to bench you Um, possibly bench you and he goes all week thinking he's not playing against buffalo and then the NFL PA and and NFL get wind of it and then all of a sudden Sean Payton comes back in and says oh hey forget about it never mind pretend that then you're going against Buffalo that was that that was the Broncos getting smacked on the wrist for basically making the threat of we're gonna bench you if you don't agree to do this the request itself wasn't the, the illegal part but you, they were venturing on that illegal part when they were throwing out the threat of you're going to get benched because you're not agreeing to do this to your contract. And that's shady. But that they're,
1: shady, but they're shady, shady, saying shady. that the NFL... Sources are not are saying that the NFL did not convey such such, such a message to, to the Broncos after this. The NFLPA was mad, but they're what mad was, if you look wrong at a player. The NFL did not call the okay. Broncos that's on this. That's their job. Right, but the that's NFL their, actually no, did no, not no. call the Broncos on this.
2: Wilson's, Wilson... Wilson's agent is the one that actually, Wilson never talked to them. His agent's the one that talked to the NFLPA. And, and basically what they came back and said, the request itself is not illegal, but you should not have threatened to bench him. I, I guarantee you that's what, when you see the forest through the trees, that's where they got in trouble, with to bench him. And, and then, then they come back. So why, if, if they didn't do anything wrong, why would Peyton come back and go, oh, never mind, pretend that didn't happen, if they didn't do anything
1: wrong? Well, Sean Payton's uh, maintaining that he wasn't involved in any of those conversations. <laughs> so Which I don't believe uh, that. I, okay. I, I will right. I will give you that. I don't believe that. All right, Dixon. I, I'll, let,
2: I'll let you go. Right. We, you can move on. But, um, I appreciate it. It's, it is what
1: it is. Uh, okay. um, no, no, no. Again, just kind of understanding this whole thing, um, the, the the injury guarantee and all that, it is a very complicated deal. But the Broncos were, were trying to make it so if he got hurt, we're going to move this money down the road. 23 minutes after the hour, we got Rams, we got Wolfpack talk. It's a huge game going on at Moby Arena tonight. So we'll talk to Justin Michael of uh, DNVR Rams here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You like podcasts? We podcast every show immediately after it airs at 1310kfka.com or wherever you download your favorite stuff. Northern Colorado's voice. 103.1 and 1310kfka. This is Nico Medved, the men's basketball coach of the Colorado State Rams. You're listening to the Hall Show on 1310kfka. Big one tonight at uh, Moby Arena. And we've said it all year in the Mount West, uh, rule number one, not every team has followed this, but you know, for the Rams, it's worked so far. Rule number one, win at home, maybe steal a game or two on the road, and it's a game right now for CSU, but they have taken care of business at home. Another big one for the Colorado State Rams. Joining me now to talk about that game tonight, Justin Michael of DNVR Rams. Justin, last time we saw these two teams go off, it was a 77 64 Nevada Wolfpack win in their place. But that was a weird game. You know, you had the, I think that was when, you know, Patrick Cartier, all that injury stuff was happening, and and it was just a bad outing for Colorado State. Justin, uh, always great to get you on the show, man. I know you're pumped for this one.
3: Yeah, it should be really fun. Um, There's some questions about whether Keenan Blackshear will be available for Nevada or not. The last I saw, um, and I don't have the account up, so I can't credit the Nevada reporter and my apologies on that, but he was in a boot uh, yesterday in Fort Collins, so that could be preventative. That, That could mean he can't go, which would be absolutely huge if you remember back to that last game. It was really him and Jared Lucas that essentially carried Nevada to victory, CSU offensively definitely struggled. That was one of their worst shooting performances of the entire season. It it felt very similar to this uh, last loss to UNLV. Honestly, though, where I actually thought the Rams played really good defensively, Uh, they just they could not score enough. So if Nevada's missing Blackshear, he's probably their best on-ball defender and one of their top two scorers. So that that'd be huge. Um, But this is one the Rams gotta they gotta take care of because, as you said, you know before you brought me on here at least to this point while it has been kind of frustrating in terms of how the league slate has played out CSU has been able to take care of business at home which has been huge for their NCAA tournament resume and it's why despite the fact that they're you know currently in 7th place in the Mountain West they're currently projected as a 7 seed in the NCAA tournament
1: so how critical is this game tonight Justin for um the you know obviously their ultimate hopes of getting in to, uh, to the big dance. They've lost three out of their last four. If it's four out of their last five with two games left, that's going to be a rough look. How critical is this game when it comes to their, their position as far as getting into the tournament?
3: It's important. I don't want to frame it through the lens of, like, win or you're not in. Because I genuinely don't believe that's the case. I think even if they lost this one to Nevada... So long as they didn't also then lose to Wyoming and Air Force and be like a first-round exit in the Mountain West tournament, I think they'd still probably be okay. Now, that said, even as you've struggled a little bit in the Mountain West here, you're still in a really good spot because of everything you've accomplished to this point. You don't want to blow all that by, you know, losing or going into the postseason in a slide. You know, you kind of want to recover here, get some of that positive momentum back. And more than anything, you know, it's kind of about trying to jump back into the top five here so you don't have to play uh, day one of the Mountain West Tournament. Nobody's even reached the title game in the current format that had to play on day one.
1: Justin Michael joining us from DNVR Rams. So you're you're kind of saying, basically, um, you got to win, you know, what, at least one of these last three, maybe two of these last three, uh, in order to take all the pressure off of you in the Mountain West Tournament?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think if you go two and one, you're – you're in the you're in the field regardless of what happens in Vegas um it's more just about like you want to ensure that you get as high of a seed as possible or you know just ensure that you're not i guess leaving the door open for something bad to happen which you know you lose this one then you lose two straight and then all of a sudden you know you don't have any or you don't have that many bad losses on your resume as of now really i would say the the loss in Laramie is the only one you would classify as like a bad loss at least from a metric standpoint, not in terms of the enjoyability of watching the game. Um, you just, you don't want to blow it here late is really all it comes down to and put yourself in a spot where you, instead of being like a six, seven seed, you know, maybe you're an 11 seed plan and Dayton on the first day or something. And that'd be unfortunate.
1: Yeah, no, no question about it. Uh, Justin Michael joining us, DNVR Rams. Um, luckily, two of their last three games are at home, including tonight. That's an eight thirty tip off. It'll also be on FS One. They're home against Wyoming a few days later, and then they're they're not too far away. They're they're just going out to Colorado Springs to take on Air Force for their final game of the season. But Justin, what what is it about the road this year specifically? For Colorado State, they've been so good at home, uh, but obviously just the one win on the road, and that was against Fresno State. So, um, you know, obviously one of the bottom bottom teams uh, in the Mount West Conference. What has it been? We know the road's difficult, but you know, a little extra this year.
3: I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. I don't know if there's like one thing you could pinpoint and be like, that's the difference between home and away the simplest way to say it is just that their offense is much better at home than it is on the road but that's the case for 99.9% of teams at the pro and collegiate level for that matter but you know they've 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 been really tough um if you look at their defensive efficiency numbers right now they're actually the second best defense in the Mountain West in conference play and to me that's why they've been in all these games and it's why even though they're eight and seven in the non-west I haven't really been that upset just because they're, they're losing to other good teams um it, they've just they haven't been able to find that extra gear that they found at home in some of these tight games you know you're, you're sitting right there in the pit with an opportunity to steal one you know you're going blow for blow with UNLV all night and it just seems like they can't find that two, three minute stretch on the road that they find in home games where they kind of break it in favor of them. Because all these games have been competitive, even the games they've won by double digits at Movie. Like they, they've really all been back and forth affairs. It's about like finding that one stretch, especially in the second half where you can kind of take command of it. And, you know, some of it's been lack of shot making. You know, at times it's been poor defensive stretches although for the most part you know like i said the defense is as good as it's ever been in the medvet era um surprisingly though it's the shot making that's been inconsistent i mean i don't know if there's a worse open jump shooting team in in the league It's, it's very weird because these are veteran players and they're good looks and they're in rhythm and they're open and uncontested and I don't know. They're just not falling, and I don't know why, because they were falling if you looked earlier in the season, and maybe those numbers kind of even out, you know, as we get into some neutral site games and whatnot. Uh, but I guess that's a long-winded point of me saying there's a lot of factors and it's really complicated. But basically, what it comes down to is the the league's really good and they came up just a little bit short in a couple of tight games.
1: Yeah, I think those are all great points, and they they have had all those tight games. And uh, you know, going to your point of just finding the right spots, getting the right looks, they're just not falling. We do see that sometimes. I don't like to be the that's basketball guy. I don't want to be Bud Black, Justin Michael. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's an I,
3: element I, of that that's <laughs> true. Though. I, I, I like, guess
1: I guess so. Um, but I, I always hear that whenever the Rams lose, that's basketball. Whenever they win, it's like, oh, the Rams are great. So I was giving some Rams fans a hard time on X the other day. So I, I try <laughs> not to be Bud Black.
3: No, I mean, I think it's fair to be critical. And the, the, the reality of the situation is you almost cracked the top ten at one point. So to potentially not even finish in the top five of your own league, you know, that's a little disappointing. Um the thing that I always point out, though, is if you look at the national champions last year, Creighton, they lost seven total games. They were all the Big East teams. They finished fourth in the Big East after going undefeated in conference play. Uh, they got eliminated in the, the second game of the biggest Big East tournament. And then they went on to the national championship and won every game by double digits along the way. You know, I, I really do think that the Mountain West this year is on par With like a big East or a high major conference, however you want to factor that, I think that there's a lot of familiarity with these teams. You have a lot of coaches that have been in place now for multiple years, a lot of players that have been placed in place for multiple years. So there's just, you know, like there's no secrets between these teams. Everybody knows what they're trying to accomplish. Everybody knows late in the game, we're trying to get the ball to Zay. Like it's just not that complicated. It's who can execute more. And I almost wonder if, you know, we're going to see the benefit of that come tournament time where you see, you know, these teams who are now battle-tested and have all realistically had a chance to win it, you know, hopefully it pays off for them. Maybe it doesn't. You know, maybe that's the optimist in me. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I think it's fair to say, like, it's we had higher hopes and they did not live up to that. But I think if you frame it as a failure, knowing how good this league is and, and just knowing what the quality of play is, I don't know, I kind of feel like you're setting yourself up for disappointment, at least in terms of, like, the history of this program. It's not like we're Duke
1: yeah well no that I mean that's exactly right and, and Justin, when you look at this conference, um yes, I know Colorado State has lost um you know a good a good chunk of these games now, and you've lost a, a good chunk of these games, especially on the well on the road only for cSU, but don't you think that this is the the league this is college basketball? giving the mount west the respect they probably deserve. I sometimes I wonder and this changes, I think it fluctuates every year where you can go, does it hurt not having a front runner or two? This year and yeah, Utah State's been at the top for the most part, but I think it still feels like anybody could beat anybody. The Rams beat Utah State by 20, but I do think this is the powers that be, the fact that we're still saying six teams are probably going to get in even though a lot of the records aren't as sexy. Is paying the the proper respect to a ridiculously good conference?
3: I think that's definitely a factor. I think there's some validation that's kind of occurred here over the last twelve to eighteen months with Mount, with Mountain West basketball. I also think that the league, top to bottom, did a really good job in the non conference slate. Nobody had a losing record until January, I believe. So, you know, they they took care of business and they were able to pull out really sorry. That's my dog.
1: Got a guest? You got a guest host back win. there?
3: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's getting very opinionated. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a lot of factors. But I think the experience has been huge for the league this year. Whether you, you look at Liddy in San Diego State or Isaiah Stevens and all the vets they have on CSU, like older basketball teams tend to to be more competitive. And the non-conference slate help, The metrics have, have been beneficial, but. It's just a good league, and I kind of feel like it's been a long time coming here now that some of these programs have been able to find some stability. And it helps, too, when you have more brand names, when it's not just San Diego State, you know, New Mexico and UNLV being interesting. I think that helps with some of the the more casual consumers that aren't paying quite as close of attention.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think um, all those are great points, again, when you look at this this conference and these teams that are just... I I think any one of these teams, if we are going to take six, if we are going to see six get in, boy, I, I would think any one of those teams could go on and make some serious noise this year.
3: It, it, you know, so much of it comes down to the draw and, like, you know... Or- who did you get matched up against and where, like, playing Michigan in Indy was kind of, it wasn't a true road game, but it was it was kind of a tough spot two years ago. You hope that some things go your way uh, in that regard, but I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think with the what we saw from these teams now over a large sample size, I'd be pretty surprised if it's another one of those years where, like, the Mountain West gets five teams in and they all lose in the first round. I just, I don't see that happening
1: justin michael it's gonna be a good one tonight and a late one for you i know especially for writers um you know the game (laughs) ends and you're not going anywhere you're gonna be there for a while so uh it's gonna be a late one for you hopefully hopefully for the ram's sake it's a good one
3: hey i hope so man but it's been a fun year i'm just trying to enjoy the ride i think uh we all should recognize how fortunate we are to get to watch a guy like Isaiah Stevens.
1: I think you're 100% right. You know, there's been some special players for CSU. You talk about uh, Hoff Shield, you talk about Isaiah, you talk about David Roddy. I mean, there's been some great things going on at Colorado State.
3: Makes it a little bit easier when you're up at 2 a.m. writing about it.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> it does, man, it does. Well, Justin, we appreciate you, my man. Hope to catch up with you soon. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Justin Michael, DNVR Rams, 40 minutes after the hour. Angel, we're uh, overdue here. Let's jump out real quick and get the latest on the local sports flash.
2: Hey, this is Ellison Hubbard, former CSU Ram, and you're listening to The whole Show on 103.1 and 1310 KSKA.
1: 43 minutes after the hour. We've had a lot to get to today, man, and it, it should be a good one tonight. For Colorado State Nevada, I am looking forward to. We, man, we've gone back and forth on this this Russell Wilson thing. It's got people spark, doesn't it? I mean, you're just talking about um, whether or not Russ is going to be a Bronco. I think is
0: that most did him reference.
1: Yeah, <laughs> getting a spark. Most people just think that Russ isn't going to be back, but now you have people like going to bat for Russ. Even Dixon. Who? How many nice things do you think Dixon said about Russell Wilson? Before the last three days.
0: I think you probably liked that he was on the Broncos.
1: Oh, I think he loved that he was on the Broncos. And now that he's an enemy of the Broncos, he's like, oh, no, that guy's right. No. So just trying to understand all of this, Russell, I believe, is still letting on. And maybe he's just wording it poorly. He's still letting letting on as if the Broncos were trying to simply disappear the injury guarantee and just say, no, let's get rid of it. I can't say this enough. I have it right here. Uh, The Broncos wanted to delay the date on which the money became fully guaranteed until 2025 so that if he got hurt. So $37 million in 2025 base salary is guaranteed for injury. It transforms to a full guarantee on the fifth day of the twenty twenty four league year in March, so if he would have got hurt, they would have given him fully guaranteed all that money in March, right of what they what he would have been
0: owed yes, I think the the there is a misverbiage of what Russell was understanding what he was saying, which satisfies the n f l didn't do anything. They may have called them, but it's not like it was a big deal that they were making out of it. It was just saying, hey, you can't do this. But I think out of the podcast, Wilson's saying they wanted to push it back and not pay it this year versus they wanted to push it back and not pay it. Mm-hmm. Adding the this year part of it to the end, it, it can make it confusing because it's, well, is he saying that they're not going to pay it at all or that they're not paying it this year? I think there's a there's a I think, misquote yeah. there or misstatement from Wilson.
1: There. Yes, and again, per the sources covering this story and giving information out, the Broncos, this is the clear part, the Broncos did not ask Wilson to waive or to in any way sacrifice his existing injury guarantees. The Broncos simply wanted to delay the date on which the injury guarantee became full guarantees. So that's a clear part right there. They did not ask Wilson to waive or to in any way sacrifice his existing injury guarantees.
0: Yeah, so the language there is very clear mm-hmm. what did his agent tell him what did Russ hear and versus what's actually being said. Broncos are saying we just want to push it back. Agent hears that and says, "Hey, they want to they want to push it back to whatever." And then Russ hears it and goes, "Oh, so they just want to they just want to not pay it this year." Yeah. He yeah. just didn't add the this year. Yeah.
1: And, and do I – like, again, I think the worst part of what Russ said is the fact that the NFL called and said what you're doing is illegal. And I think that makes it sound worse. Dixon says, what were the Broncos trying to get out of the request then? They're trying not to pay as much money in 2024. I mean, they, they've got a lot – they're going to have to – they already are going to be in a major cap hit situation. They're going to give Russell Wilson, what, what is it, $40 million just just to leave – so they were trying, and they're going to have to give him that pretty soon when they decide to cut him. So they were trying to perhaps split that up. So the injury guarantee would come next year, 2025, because they're already paying him almost $40 million to not be a Bronco. So rather than pay him $80 million or whatever it would be, you know, in March, they're trying to pay him 40 now and 40 next year. It's not bad business save $40 million this year, put that on the books for next year. Uh, I, I'm saying it, dude. Dixon said they would still have to pay. Yes. Yes. They would still have to pay. 100%. The money would have been in Russ's bank account, whether it was this year or next year. They were never trying to move away from that. They were trying to split it up. If you get hurt, can you move, can we pay you that that money you're guaranteed, 37,
0: in 2025? What does the guarantee change if he's not on the team in 2025?
1: I don't think so. No. It's it's there. Because it, he got hurt in 2024. So, and again, what this report says is they were never asking to not pay it. They just want to move it because they want to pay 40 now. Because they already owe him 40 million. That's part of his guarantee outside of the injury stuff. Just his guarantees, contract guarantee. So if they release him today they or march whatever they pay him forty million dollars if he would have gotten hurt, they would have paid him another forty million well, he didn't get hurt so now they don't
0: well if he got hurt, hurt and then they out. cut him do they still does that money become fully guaranteed if he got hurt and then they cut him yes yeah, if they got hurt he would have that would have
1: still been fully guaranteed, even if they cut him
0: so is it a thing between guaranteed versus fully guaranteed?
1: Depending on whether or
0: not he's cut, whether or not he's on the team, whether or not he's hurt.
1: I See, and I don't believe so. And that, that part is, a, that might be a little hazy for me. But to my knowledge, it was going to be a, if you get hurt at all, we're going to owe you this money. We're asking that you waive that guarantee to next year. Or we, you waive that. So, 49 minutes after the hour. Is there a benefit to it? Yeah, you split the money. If you got hurt, you're not paying him $80 million, you're paying him forty. Uh, we got to get to what we learn on the other side. It's a whole show powered by Chevron, a Northern Colorado's voice, one hundred three point one and thirteen ten KFKA.
0: Speed with the Rams with the Isaiah Stevens Show on Northern Colorado's
1: Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Hey, this is Matt Gator,
3: color commentator for UNC Bears football and former UNC offensive lineman. You're listening to the whole show on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. (laughs)
1: The next time you get angry over a bad play, remember, you need teamwork to win, not arguments. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
3: Hey, hey, what do you say? We all had a special day. Now turn
1: to a friend and say what you learned today. All right, what did we learn on this 27th day of February? Uh, Angel, listen, we learned. Here's what I learned. That even though I'm going after Russ today, because I don't like some of the things that he's how he's saying it, then then he's coming out saying, Oh, I still want to be a Bronco, I don't like it. I don't like that. Just just if you're gonna do it, go on the tour, man. Go on the tour. We we already know the truth. I am not crazy about either sides in this scenario. Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, George Payton. I fear for the Broncos' future, and that's kind of what I learned today. Hopefully, they can figure it out in the draft. I
0: really, I really hope they can. What'd you learn, Angel? I learned that I'm not buying the media hype around the Nuggets right now. Um, I want to know what Jokic said to his teammates. Maybe we'll find out in late June when they hoist another Lombardi. Jeez, Larry O'Brien. <laughs> um, it's going to be a fun next 24 games for the Nuggets, and I just want to win against the Kings because they hadn't had one all year. Yeah, and One of my best friends is a Kings fan. He keeps trash talking. You want to rub
1: that in his face? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited for that one, too. Big one tonight for CSU Nevada. Uh, The Avs are back in action tonight as well. Nuggets tomorrow, so we'll be looking forward to a jam-packed week for sure. That's going to do it for us. Good night, Northern Colorado.